Welcome back to the Livingston Parish News Podcast. My name is McHugh David, publisher and editor of the news. Joined today by Mr. Buddy Mincy Jr., who is running for state representative, House Seat 71. Good morning, sir. Welcome to the show. Good morning, McHugh. It's, uh, it's a pleasure to be here. Uh, thank you for this opportunity. It's always a pleasure to visit with you. I told you that earlier. Yes, sir. But uh, I really do appreciate the opportunity to uh, to be in front of the voters. Well, and we appreciate you taking the time uh, to give us the information, uh, to talk to us about what's going on. Uh, so today, uh, some of you may have watched the morning show earlier, more of a just kind of a surface level, getting through some questions, giving people a little quick hit. Not everybody wants to sit down and listen to us talk, but there are a lot of people who do. Uh, so today we're going to be jumping in a little deeper on those questions that we talked about earlier. You can catch this podcast on our website, www.livingstonparishnews.com backslash podcast. It is also on all podcast platforms. That's Apple Podcasts, Google Play. Uh, we push it out via Anchor FM. So thank you again for joining us. So let's get into it. You know, first, just tell us a little bit about yourself, your family, personal life, your job, those sorts of things. Let's start with family. So my name is uh, Buddy Mincy Jr., I am running for the House of Representatives, District 71. District 71 is a seat currently held by Rogers Pope. Mr. Rogers is termed out and running for the Senate, so I'm running for his open seat. District 71 um, consists primarily of the Denham, all of Denham Springs, most of Denham Springs, and a lot of the city limits, most of the city limits of Walker. Um, I have been a lifelong resident of Livingston Parish, a lifelong member of Hebron Baptist Church, my wife, uh, Michelle Mincy, has been teaching at Seventh Ward Elementary for 28 years. She's taught second grade, same class, same grade for 28 years down at Seventh Ward. We have three beautiful daughters, three very accomplished daughters, uh, Morgan Madison and Megan. Morgan is a OR surgical nurse at Oster's. Madison is in her senior year of Southeastern Elementary Education. She's doing her residency right now. And my youngest one, Megan, is a animal science major at LSU. She wants to be a vet. Um, I have been on the school board for the last 13 years. I have proudly been serving our community. I am the current board president, but the eight years prior to being board president, I was the vice president. And I'm very proud of my uh, accomplishments on the school board. Professionally, I am a, I've been probably 34 years in the petrochemical industry. 28 of those years have been in supervisory positions. I was a safety director initially for probably seven years, superintendent, mechanical superintendent for about 10, and then I've been a safety director for about the last 10 or 12, whatever their balance may be. Um, so uh, that's what I've been doing uh, professionally. And quite a, long, quite a laundry list in the alliterative daughters. So, I, you know, uh, when we were talking earlier on the morning show, we talked about you know, getting into that school board uh, and, and, and kind of what got you there. You know, you, you gave a, a pretty brief overview of that. Let's talk a little bit more about that. And I mean, when I when I say that, you don't necessarily have to give any, any crazy details, but you said you went to a school board meeting and you told your wife, you know, I'm going to run for the school board. You know, what was that conversation like? Well, it was, you know, going to the school board meeting that we attended, I was just going to actually be with her. She was a you know just a teacher, a young teacher. She I don't remember how many years she had in, but you know she was going with some other teachers for a parish-wide issue, and I just went to support, just to basically tag along. Prior to that, never had an interest or desire to even consider running for an elected position. And when I walked in and just was there for the meeting, um, I saw an opportunity uh, 
that I thought that I could take my leadership and apply to a school system that I'm first of all uh, proud to be a product of, uh, but you know, for my parish. And, um, and you know, you won't find anyone who has any more pride for where they're from um, than myself or our school system. And I walked in purely for the meeting, and I said, you know, it just came to me, and that I was just, uh, I was just moved to uh, to apply my leadership to the school board. And I walked outside, and it was just as simple as me looking at her, and I told her we didn't talk about it. I said I'm running for the school board, and uh, it was it was that simple. But it it has been, you know, the very best journey possible. Um, I am so proud of, of the opportunities to serve our, our parish and serve our school system and, and make it better. Uh, I am so proud of the ability to uh, to do something positive for our kids and help develop our, our youth and uh, the future of our country. And uh, so I have uh, been very, very ex- extremely blessed there. What are, you know, talking about that elected experience, you know, what are some of the things that you feel like uh, you've you brought to that board and, and some of the things you've learned along the way? So, I, you know, I'd have to back up a little bit and just, just kind of tell you, you know, as a contractor, and especially in the capacities that I, that I was in, um, I was able to uh, develop some professional skill sets uh, that have helped me, you know, personally, professionally, and also as elected official. Uh, but the skill sets of a, of a contractor of, you know, being resourceful, uh, being holding people accountable, being held accountable, uh, being able to problem solve, and uh, probably the most important thing is just being able to make things happen and get things done. So my professional, my professional experiences prepared me to be an effective school board member. But my 13 years on a school board and you know, with a school system like we have, I mean, the, our school system is still the economic engine of our parish. And um, you know, it's a, one of the largest school systems in the state. Uh, we have 3,500 employees, plus or minus, 26,000 plus students. The um, my skill sets as professionally enabled me to be an effective school board member, and then those experiences as a school board member have prepared me to run for the house. Also, want to add the largest holder of improved real estate. So, of course, Warehouser basically owns most of the land in Livingston Parish. Right. But y'all have the most amount of improved real estate if you include the buildings. Yes. Uh, so, a lot of real estate management. Absolutely. Into that as well. So, you know, talk to us about a few things that happened during your time on the board. I mean, you know, earlier on the morning show, you talked about, uh, you know, some of the things that made you appropriate for the seat were two, you know, call them catastrophes, really. From the school board perspective, they really were. Uh, one in 2011 and one in 2016. So let's start with 2011 and, and, and let's talk about some of the experiences you've had. Yeah, you know, first I just elaborate before we get into that, probably um, the, the, the most dramatic change that I've seen in our school system is, um, you know, whenever I first got elected, we were a very uh, politically divided board. Uh, the board was very, it was always an east-west deal. Uh, nine board members, it was all about who had the five votes. And, and it was extremely political. Um, and it was extremely frustrating for me to walk into that environment. And everyone spoke about, well, we did this. 10 years ago, and we did this back when this guy was in administration, and it was always about the past. And, you know, I, I, I approach everything, I'm not worried about the past, I'm worried about going forward. You learn from the past, but everything you do is about how you move forward. So the first four years being a politically divided board was uh, extremely challenging for me. 
uh, because I was primarily on the losing end for those four years. But then there was a, a, a change in the dynamics of the board, a tra transition, if you will, and um, and the people changed and and the the power, if you will, switched, and you know we. Um, we, we engaged the other side, you know, whenever I became on the majority side, we really engaged the, the other side and wanted them to be a part of the solutions. And we didn't want to exclude them. We didn't, we didn't try to circumvent them. We didn't try to shove anything down their throats. We actually engaged them and, and tried to make them a part of moving our parish forward. Now, when you say them, you mean the east side? Yes. Well, it was whatever the other side composed of. Gotcha. You know. Okay. Um, you know, so and and it and it and it worked. You know, it probably took two or three years for some barriers to break down. But anyone who's been a part of our school system can attest to that transition. We went from an extremely political board to a board who's not about who's got five votes. It's a board about who's doing the right thing and you know doing the right things for our kids. So I'm I'm first very extremely proud of being part of that leadership that led us to that transition. And, um, and and I'm proud to serve on the board that I am now. Uh, we 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 do some good things. Um, you alluded earlier to a couple of the, the financial situations that we've had. You know, I'm I'm you know our our school board budget is probably 300 plus million dollars our, our total budget for a year, uh, which is a which is a big budget. And um, I have been the budget goals chairman for the past nine years. Uh, as that chairman, you know, we, we help guide that process to set our budgets. And we've gone through two emergencies. We went through in 2011, we had the, as a result of the, at the time, the general educational reforms, there was a lot of cuts. So there's a lot of reforms throughout the whole state. And our school system, um, we, it was catastrophic for us. We had to declare a financial emergency. We had to go and look under every rock that we possibly could and try to save some money. So I was a part of, you know, of that. Um, I give you just a, a good example of, you know, from that standpoint. You know, at one time when I first got on the board in 2008, we were transferring $4.5 million a year from our general fund to cover school food service. So basically, we were not bringing enough money to cover expenses. Well, you know, as a, you know, a new person on the board, I'm, you know, and I take my business perspective of things, I'm like, well, why is that? Why are we having to transfer that much money? And so I, I asked the board to form a cost savings committee, which we did, and we really took to task not only the school food service but a whole bunch of other different departments and we tried to save money and you know in 2008 we were transferring four and a half million three years later we were down to about 1.5 million so we started saving three million dollars a year just in that process alone and it was just about being accountable holding things accountable and, and setting guidelines and following those guidelines um, so you know the, the fiscal part of it you know we, we had the budget cuts um, in 2011, um, and then we also had the flood in 2016. And the flood, you know, the flood is just really, it's a, it's a success story for Livingston Parish Public Schools, but it's a success story for our community. Mm -hmm. And we're still recovering, but we have, you know, I, I think the school system did as good a job as they could. 19 flooded sites, we were back in school within 20 days. You know, we had three campuses that, that eventually had to be demolished. We had three modular campuses erected in 120 days. So it's just a true testament. It's a success story, but it's a true success story for our school system, but our community as well. So, you know, a couple of financial issues, and, and we'll get back into that and talk about that a little more once we talk about the actual race that you're running for. So let's get into that. 
you know, and, and, and let's, let's back up because during the morning show, we asked, you know, what pushed you into the race? Let's back up before that, you know, Dale's term limited, that would be Dale Erty, Senator Dale Erty. It's district 13. Jay Rogers decided Mr. Jay Rogers Pope, he's going to throw his hat in right into that race. So that opened up the house seat. What was your mindset then? Well, actually, so I, I knew I knew District 71 seat would be open um, regardless of what Mr. Rogers did. You know, um, you know, Rogers was term limited, so he was he was as he well. was okay. the, he was term limited. So I knew that he was you know he was in his last term as a House of Representatives. <clears throat> I've actually been approached by um, quite a few people over the years to run for that position. And it was something that um, that you know that that I have considered, I've thought about, didn't really uh, pursue any kind of way, and you know, as it got closer to the end of that term for Mr. Rogers, I was actually approached by some um, elected officials, parish-wide elected officials, who contacted me and said, "Hey, man, we we think you would do great at this. We really want you to to run," and um, you know, I, Dr. Hughes. For many years I served with Dr. Hughes. He's he's been wanting me to run for the House of Representatives once Mr. Rogers got out for goodness eight years now, oh. and uh, so he's <laughs> always pushed me, you know, and and he always pushed me to uh, to to run for this. In fact, when I finally decided that I was going to run for the House of Representatives, um, I went to I went to Dr. Hughes's house to uh, to tell him, and um and it was uh, it was it was very uh, it, it meant a lot to me to be able to go see him and and tell him that I was going to run for it. Um, but, you know, so I had a, a lot of people approach me about running for it. I thought about it. Uh, the one person who wouldn't discuss it with me was my wife. Um, she literally would not even discuss it with me for six months. And um, I, I tried to talk to her about it, and she just like, I can't, you know, she did. And I'm, I'm the kind of person who I give everything 110%, and I'm either all in or I'm out. And, you know, she just couldn't, you know, think of me doing something else that took more time away than, than what I was doing. So she wouldn't even discuss it with me. Uh, but after six months, we, we had some, um, so they, the same group called me back and said, hey, you know, you need to make a decision. If you're not going to run, we gotta, we got to get someone else. And uh, so I, I went to her and said, hey, all right, got to decide. And we did some more searching. She, she searched, and, and she ended up uh, getting behind it, and getting, she's 100% behind me doing it now. Um, but I couldn't do it without her. Right. Really. Well, and, and that's, you know, that's good to hear. And, you know, it's an interesting conversation that you have with her. So we're going to back up one more time when we were talking on the morning show. You said that, uh, you know, you had never really intended to go into public service. No, I didn't. I didn't. And, you know, that, that was partially because of, of your dad, you know, and uh, an interesting story there about how you kind of uh, had to deal with some of his political stuff. So tell us about that and tell us kind of what pushed you into the public service realm. Yeah, so, you know, my dad was a uh, true public servant. Um, he was actually on the committee that developed the homeroom charter for the parish. Um, and his involvement with that committee to develop the homeroom charter, he decided to run for it when it went from the police jury system to the, the parish council. And, um, and so, you know, he, uh, he, he, he served the people. He worked very hard. And if you, he would help anyone that he possibly could, no matter where they were from, who they were, uh, he tried to help him, and I live right next to him. And in the same community, as a junior, can can be confusing in itself. But uh, you know, we you know, as on the phone book, you know, we were right beside each other, Buddy Junior, Buddy and and Buddy Mincy, and and I would my we would get probably half of his phone calls, 
And so I knew very, very well how involved and what all he had to do um, and, and what he, he did. Because, you know, he, was, he, he believed in doing things the right way, too. And, um, and, you know, in fact, he would, he would go on, you know, out of town and go for work and different things. And I had to go ch check his messages. And he would have 20 and 30 messages a day. And, and my job was to call every single one of them. And, and tell them, hey, you know, you know, daddy's out of town. And I ended up helping a lot of people along the way, just trying to just help people. And so, but, you know, as, as watching what he had to go through and getting all those calls, I, I didn't want to be an elected official. It wasn't on my radar um, until, like we talked about earlier, I went to that first board meeting. And then uh, and I was just, I was moved, and, uh, and I felt the calling, and um, I felt like I could make a difference. And um, I can proudly say that for the last 13 years I have. So let's talk a little bit about the campaign. Mm -hmm. You know, it, it, it's part of the process. Yes. And it, how do you feel that it's going? Well, so the campaign is, you know, my campaign is going phenomenal. You know, truly, it really is. I, I couldn't ask for anything better. Uh, I have ran on um, my campaign has been based on my merits. Um, I'm not worried about anyone else. I'm worried about um, getting the message out on who I am, what I've done, and what I can do. And, and that message has been very well received. Um, I think the people, for the most part, uh, recognize um, my work ethics, and they know that, uh, that I have been out there trying to do the best for our, school, for our school system and for our parish, and they recognize that and appreciate that. So um, it has really helped me in this campaign process. It, you know, you participated in a, 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 quite a few forums and events and things like that. Uh, you know, how do you feel those have gone? I think they've gone very well. You know, I think every aspect of this campaign has gone well. You know, in the campaign process, you see the very best in people. But unfortunately, sometimes you see the very worst in people. Right. And um, I have really tried to stay out of that noise. I have tried not to be a part of those conversations. And I have really tried to stay positive on on my race, right. and um, you know, and I, I got I got to tell you, my wife has been right there with me. She's worked very hard. Uh, every sign, every big sign I've got up, I've put them up. Uh, we've been walking the streets and and trying to meet the voters, and uh, we we've done you know I do all my I do all my social media. All my mail outs, I've developed, you know, most all the content for everything. I've had some people edit it. But uh, we've been very involved in the campaign. My wife and I have primarily done most of it, and, uh, and, but she's, she's been right there with me. So, you know, we've talked about the past, talked about the present, of course, right in the middle of campaign season. Please remember to early vote. Uh, we'll, we'll talk more about early voting in a minute and why you should. But, you know, let's talk about the future. Mm -hmm. Let's talk about, okay, here's what's coming up. Going, you know, going into the house. What what do you know about it? So I have been, um, I have actually been very active in the political process, the legislative process for the last thirteen years. I have actually, um, I have, I have set it as a goal uh, to try to get to know and to work with all of our elected officials, and consequently, I have great working relationships with all of our our local municipalities our drainage districts, our, um, our, you know, um, our parish officials, and even our, our federal officials, our state and our federal officials. Um, but I have in the legislative process, you know, as a school board member, as someone who's been active in that school board process, you know, I have always reached out to our legislators to discuss legislative issues. 
and and you know have a good working relationships with the Dale Erdes, the Rogers Popes, the Clay Shakespeare's, the Eddie Lamberts, the Bodie Whites, the Valerie Hodges, um, you know every single one of them, and um, and we have uh, we've worked together, and and you know I think we have a mutual respect and appreciation for each other, and we haven't always they haven't always agreed with every issue that I've called about. But we've um, they've all engaged and we've talked and we've had dialogue and, and we've tried to be open to it. Um, but in, in addition to that, on a school system many years ago, I think it was probably whenever we were going through the, the, the gender years of all the educational cuts, I felt it was important for our school system to communicate to our legislators. We had a couple of legislators who were in, engaged and involved, you know, Rogers with his history in the school system. He knew what it was about. But I, I think I thought it was important that we educate them on the great things that we do with the limited resources that we have. So I actually approached our superintendent at the time, which was Bill Spears, to have a, um, a legislative session, if you will, to we brought all of our legislators in and we discussed our issues and we discussed our obstacles and we discussed the challenges that we have and, and how that legislative process can hurt or how it, how, how it hurts us or how it could help us. Mm -hmm. uh, so we did that with, uh, with, with Bill Spears, did the same thing with John Watson, and just recently done that with uh, Superintendent Wenzel. And um, you know, I have really pushed for that to be an annual event for our school system. And I, I think it's important to have that dialogue. And you know, it's important that whenever you, you do get down in session and you're working with those legislators, you know, that at least you can talk to them and you can put your hands on them and you can discuss it and they'll listen to you. And uh, so I've been very engaged and involved in that legislative process as a school board member for 13 years, and particularly as a school board president. But you know, also just because of those relationships and that trust and that confidence with those legislators, we talk shop a lot. You know, mm -hmm. so I I know the issues that a lot of them have been fighting, and um, you know, uh, so you know, I I know what I'm getting into. Small sub question, I guess you can call it. You know, you know, of committees. Would yep. you be shooting for a position on a committee, and if so, which one? Yeah, you know. So I have actually. That's a tough question for me, to be honest. There's um, there's so many communities that I committees that that I have interest in. Um, of course, transportation and ways and means for the obvious reasons on how that benefits our parish. Um, of course, from an education standpoint, and the obvious reasons on how that benefits our parish. Um, appropriations again you know where, where the money goes and where it doesn't go mm -hmm. um, I have an interest in that but I also have an interest in the agriculture uh, committee as well um, but you know so I, I've, I really it's gonna be tough I'm, I'm hopeful to get on a committee of with a committee chairman who really wants to do the right thing mm -hmm. and not get bogged down in the political process and um, and get some work done so you know we'll have to wait and see you know how that shakes out uh, but I, but I'm interested in all those committees. I might stay end up staying busy. Be yes. careful what you wish for. <laughs> uh, you know what is you talked about having participated in the legislative process with a lot of these folks from Livingston Parish. You know what, if you had to throw out a direction that you believed was the right one for the Livingston Parish delegation, wh what would that be? Well, for the Livingston Parish delegation, you know I think it's important for us to have the the same voice and and be be together you know strength is in numbers and when your numbers are fragmented you know you're not don't always have as much uh, strength in what you're trying to accomplish and that's that's easier said than done district 71 is you know a complete Livingston Paris district 
Well, you take uh, Representative Shea Snyder, who's below District 71. You know, he has Ascension, he has Livingston, he has St. James, St. John. So, you know, you know, District 71 reports to one school superintendent. The, you know, Clay Shea Snyder, he reports to four. So sometimes it's, it's tough to have that same common voice and mm-hmm. same common direction. But I think it's important for, for that delegation to try to do that. And again, I think that that, you know, that comes from that trust and that confidence and that being able to work with each other. Um, also, uh, I, I tell you, the, the biggest thing for our state is, you know, you know, if you look back at the past legislative cycles that we've had, I think the consensus is that they've just, you know, they've been a failure and they haven't been as effective. Um, and we've had all the special sessions that we've had and, you know, the fights over budgets and the, the political fights are obvious. And I think the most important thing for our legislature to do is to regain that confidence in the public. And we have to get back to good government. We have to get back to leading our state, not being divisive in our state and solving problems. And, and I think, again, my history um, on the school board, and I've got a 13-year record of solving problems. I got a 13-year record of leadership, and I got a 13-year record of, of having the courage to do the right thing. And our state, the, both the House and Senate, have got to earn the confidence of the public back. And when we start working together, I think we can move our, our state forward. Now, you spoke earlier about, and, and you stole my thunder a little bit, you moved into the next question, which is fine, because there's one last question, and you already spoke about sort of your, your financial record, which I would, you know, you said during the morning show you would apply to that, but there's another part to you as well, which you talked about in the morning show, which is leadership. So let's bring it all together. You know, you just talked about where you wanted, uh, or what you believed was the good direction for the Livingston Parish delegation, and what you believed was the, you know, best direction for the state. How do you plan to participate? So this this election cycle is going to be unique uh, due to a lot of the um, term limits that are coming out. You know, I think there's estimates we could have as many as 50 new House members. So that's almost half of the, the dele- House of Representative delegation. So it is a is a tremendous opportunity from my perspective to get get out of the old way of doing things and 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 try to move forward. And but that that includes electing the, the very best people that you can. So you can you can elect new people, uh, but you can elect the wrong people. And um, I think both the House and the Senate, we have to elect the, the ones who are going to be representing Livingston Parish. Uh, anything you'd like to add uh, before we go ahead and wrap on up? No, you know, I, I would just, you know, again, emphasize the fact that um, thank you for allowing us to have this opportunity here today. Absolutely. Um, I, uh, I think anytime we can educate the voters or give the, the voters an opportunity to, to learn more about potential candidates is a, is a good thing. I just strongly encourage uh, each one of our voters to, not just in my race, but in all races, do your research and do the best you can and try to make the most informed decisions that you possibly can. Uh, we, we need the best people. We need people in all positions with, uh, with character, uh, with integrity, uh, with strong worth ethics, with leadership. And we need people who, who want to work together, cooperate, and get things done. And I think in, in my race, you know, I, again, I have run on my merits. I've run on, on, on who I am as a candidate and what I've done. And I, that's, that's been my focus. 
And um, I, but I encourage you know all voters to to look at social media, look at news reports, look at all those different avenues uh, to try to make the most important decision. And um, you know I just hope they can um, consider me, and uh, and I'd appreciate any support out there. Yes, sir. And again, Mr. Buddy Mincy Jr. is running for state representative House Seat 71, uh, which, as mentioned, is being vacated by Rogers Pope. He is moving to the Senate uh, as term limits have moved Dale already out. Uh, thank you again for joining us. My name is McHugh David, publisher and editor of the news. Please remember to early vote. Yes. I, yes. I did not forget. Please remember to early vote. It starts Saturday, September 28th. That's tomorrow. For those of you who watch this right as we put it out, uh, it starts at 8.30 a.m. You can go to the Registrar of Voters office in Livingston or the Dem Springs Walker Branch Library. It runs till 6 p.m. every day. You cannot vote on September 29th. That's Sunday. Otherwise, it will be open through October 5th. The reason early voting is being pushed is on the Saturday, October 12th, which is Election Day. LSU plays Florida at 2.30 on CBS. It's Southeastern's homecoming. It is the Saturday of Fair Week, and we will be getting into the throes of hunting season. So instead of having to worry about finding your precinct and getting your vote in on that Saturday, go ahead and vote early, and that way all you got to do is worry about the results. One more time, Mr. Mincy, thank you for joining us on the Livingston Parish News Podcast. You can catch this on our website, www.livingstonparishnews.com backslash podcast. It is also on podcast platforms, which includes Apple, Google Play, as well as Anchor FM and any other podcast platform you can think of. We will be uh, back this afternoon with Mr. Gary Frog Talbert, and then we have plenty of people trying to scramble to get in during early voting next week, so be on the lookout for more guests. Thanks for joining us.